and we are back with a brand new episode of Live at 605, and I am so happy and thrilled to have everyone back for a brand new episode. This, again, thank you to everyone for all the support who's come and listened, downloaded, and subscribed to the podcast either here on iTunes or through the Podomatic website. Again, guys, it means everything. It's really cool to see. You know, we've been doing this for a couple months now. And it just started, you know, it's still been doing it in my music room here at Club 605, but it's gone from just people in Toronto and Ottawa listening to now Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, Alberta, BC. We've had a bunch of places throughout the states, New York, New Jersey, California, San Jose, you know, all over the place. And I've got to give a shout out to all my international listeners, everyone in the UK, Everyone in Ireland, and now I've expanded all the way to the other side of the world and beautiful Australia. I've had a few people listening from there, so big shout out to everyone listening all over the world. It means a lot. Thank you guys for the support. And if you want to get in contact with me, tweet me or email me. Let me know where you're listening to from because I love hearing where everybody's from. You can email me. The email is live at 605 at gmail.com, or you can tweet me. And I am at Malencamp, that's M-A-L-L-O-N-C-A-M-P. And like me on Facebook, just search Live at 605. Uh, I really want to try and get to at least 100 likes on Facebook. So if you guys out there, you're listening, give me a like. And when we get to 100 likes, I am going to do something very special for everyone. So stay tuned for that. The closer I get, the more details I'll give. But for now, let's try and get me to 100 likes. That'd be fantastic. Okay, I'm not going to monkey around this week because we have a crazy episode, so I just want to get into the sponsorship right away. And this week's episode is sponsored by people who are on the wrong side of a door when it swings open. Okay, this happens to me all the time, especially when I'm at work. And we've all been there where, you know, you're going to the door and you either got to push or pull. And I never have a problem whenever I got, you know, I'm pushing the door, I'm going through whatever, it's fine. But this happens to me all the time, especially coming out of the bathroom because there's no window or clear glass on the door, is whenever I'm coming to pull it, there's always someone on the other end pushing it with like the strength of a 1970s wrestler. And he always almost comes this close to smashing me in the face, breaking my nose. And it's just always awkward because whenever that happens, me and whoever is on the other end of the door always end up going, oh, I'm sorry about that. And I never know why I say I'm sorry when I'm on the other end getting attacked by this door and this person. It's just like, I think it's just an instinct I have through my polite manners that I had when I was growing up. It's just, I want to know, has anyone out there ever been seriously injured by a door? I mean, you might laugh and think it's really ridiculous, but I can't tell you how many times if I was just at this door, uh, you know, a fraction of a second later, would have taken one right in the chin and knocked out my teeth. And, you know, it would have been good night, good luck for good old Johnny over here. So I don't know. I feel like we should just get rid of, you know, push pull doors and just make it sliding doors or even revolving doors. Well, I've seen some people get knocked out by revolving doors. Let's take this world and let's make it a slide door world out there. You know, when you're going from your parents' backyard into the kitchen, just slide the door. It's safe. You can see what's happening. No one's hitting you in the face. That's it, guys. This week's episode is brought to you by people who are on the wrong side of a door when it swings open. Okay, so we got a lot of viewer mail this week, so let's just jump right into that because I have a very special guest. I'm not going to announce him just yet, 
partially because he's not here and he's late, and who knows what the fuck he's showing up. But let's get into the viewer mail, and then I'll tell you who's on this week's episode of Live at 6.05. So the first one comes here to us. It's an email. This one comes from Charlie Pratt, and he's from beautiful Kalamazoo, Michigan. And he says, Hey, John, loving the podcast. I just listened to First World Problems, and I thought your game about rap ad-libs was really funny. Love to hear you play that game again. Cheers. Well, thank you, Charlie, from beautiful Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo sounds like a made-up, either a made-up place in space that they would go to, like, on Star Trek, or it sounds like something you would say after you sneeze. Kalamazoo! Um, Yeah, I had a lot of fun playing that Can I Get an Ad-Lib. I always like to come up with new games, and the great thing about playing that game with Val is... She's really into music, as you guys, as you guys know from previous podcasts. But she's not always up to date with you know what's going on in the rap world. And I just, I love listening to rap, and I, especially when I hear something ridiculous. And I think ad libs are maybe single handedly the best part about rap music now. It's just the ridiculousness that people say in it. So I just found it funny. You know, I I think of these or I hear these funny ad libs, and I like, and I thought to myself, well, this would be a fantastic game to play with Val. I'm going to do a new edition next time she's on the podcast, and it's going to be Name That Nickname, where I tell her a rapper's nickname, and she has to guess who it is. Because the other great thing about rappers is they always have about 10 or 12 different nicknames. Like, you look at someone like Lil Wayne. He's Lil Wayne, Wheezy, Wheezy F Baby, Birdman Jr. Uh, like It just keeps going on and on. And then you got someone like Rick Ross, who goes by Rosé. Or Ricky Rose, or you know, the Untouchable, like whatever it is. So look out for that game. We're gonna have a lot of fun, I think, with Val, and I'm gonna keep up those games because I think they're hilarious, and you guys seem to like it too. Okay, next, let's get to a tweet. This one comes from Digital underscore Frog underscore, and he says, "Love the story about your school play. I've heard you sing on the podcast. The teacher has a point." Well, thank you, Digital Frog, if that is your real name. And yeah, I never claimed to be a fantastic singer, but if you guys listened to an earlier episode, I told Was It Worth the Hassle from when I was in grade 8 and I was in the school play and I had one of the main leads. I was like fourth on the bill or whatever. And there was one scene where I had my own solo. It was nothing more than four or five words. Would have lasted me singing a total of eight seconds, if that. And my drama teacher who was producing the play basically told me, don't worry about singing. You just pretend to sleep on stage. We'll get someone else to say your lines. And like I said, I was heartbroken because this is like my big solo. All the other songs I sing with people, so I kind of get drowned out with my voice. And I think it, it scarred me you know, from singing because I didn't sing at all in public until years and years later when I discovered alcohol and karaoke. And I, discovered, <laughs> you know, and I just realized I love to sing drunk, so... Um, but digital underscore frog, since you brought up this school play and my bad singing, I have another story about it from the exact same play that I will tell you guys at the end of the podcast. It'll be the, was it worth the hassle? Because I have a pretty funny story about the audition I had to do to get into this play, which was called hurricane Smith. So stick around for that. That'll be, was it worth the hassle? And we will get to that towards the end of this episode. Okay, so that's all the viewer mail we have for right now. And like I told you guys earlier, we have a really special guest this week, and I'm really happy to have him here, except he's not here yet, and he is about 45 minutes late. So that's okay. I'm going to tell you who he is, and hopefully he'll get here 
and we'll have a podcast. If not, then this is just all for nothing, and I'm going to have to, you know, just delete this thing, and, you know, it'll just be a buried treasure that only the hardcore fans will ever hear. So, I have, like I said, a very special guest, and basically everyone, one of the things people always ask me about the podcast is, they always say they like it, they like the different guests, but they want to know the voice, because, like I said, there's a bunch of games I play throughout uh, the Live at 605 podcast. There's Was It Worth the Hassle, there's a Who'd You Rather, there's Can I Get an Ad Lib, and I have a voiceover artist who records them all for me, and they're basically, we call them stings. So, you know, you put some music under it, I have a voiceover guy come in, he says a little something-something, and that gets put into the show. And everyone always says that they love the VO guy, but they have no idea who he is. He's kind of like the podcast version of, say, the TMZ voiceover guy, who I actually really like him. Even though that show is kind of crazy, I think the voiceover guy is pretty hilarious. And so the voiceover guy on our show is he's definitely a character. He should have his own reality show. But, you know, he's such a busy guy, but he promised he would come in and kind of tell his story. And we talk about how we met, and he would just he would just be on here and kind of, you know, give us an update about what's going on. The problem is he's so busy, and he is rarely ever on time. I mean, it's such a hassle just to get the guy to send me in his voiceovers to piece him in and put him into the show. Uh, but anyways, he told me he'd be here, so we're going to keep on keeping on. And if and when he gets here, we'll give him a mic and we will just sit down and we have some funny things that we'll talk about. So let me tell you a story about one of my favorite lunch hangouts. And I have a very unique situation. I'm kind of caught in a love triangle with the, my lunch hangout. For those of you who don't know, I, don't, I can't remember if I've talked about it on the podcast or not, but I love Subway, as I'm sure most of you do. And I'm talking about the restaurant, not the transportation, because the Toronto Subway, the TTC, eats ass, and it's just awful. And it's one of the main reasons why I'll walk to and from work 45 minutes every day to avoid the nasty stink and lateness and just complete awfulness that is the Toronto transit system. But yeah, I love Subway. And one of the things people always make fun of me about is I get the exact same order of a sub every week. Not out of the ordinary, right? Well, not yet. I don't get Subway just once a week. I usually get it about two to three times a week because the area we work, there's not a whole lot of different food establishments to go to for lunch. And I mean, I could bring in a lunch, but who has the time in our busy lives with work and hanging out and just the general craziness that is our lives? Who has time to make a lunch every night? I mean, by the time I'm done making dinner or eating dinner or doing the dishes, I'm tired. I don't want to make a lunch for the next day. I work hard. I'm going to buy some lunch. You know, I can afford it. Why the fuck not? So like I said, I get Subway about two to three times a week, and I also get the exact same order. Well, let me tell you a little story about my order. I've gotten the same order since I was about uh, 11 years old. I'm 27 now, so just imagine how long that's been. You, well, you don't have to imagine. You can do basic math and figure out how long it's been. But the other thing is it's I don't have a normal order, and I've never once gotten tired of this order. The most I'll do to change it is I'll get it either toasted or non-toasted. So let me tell you what my Subway order is, and then I'll tell you the predicament I'm in about my Subway love triangle that I'm in. 
So everyone always makes fun of me because they think it's disgusting or they think it's dry. But my sub, the John Mallon, is foot-long white bread with roast beef and bacon, lettuce, salt, and pepper, and your choice, either toasted or non-toasted. Now just let that sink in for a second. Roast beef, bacon. Who doesn't like roast beef or bacon? Lettuce. You got to get some veggies in there. Salt and pepper, just to spice things up. And then toasted or non-toasted, depending on how wild and crazy I feel that day. So, I don't know. You guys tweet me or email me. Is that a weird order? Have you ever gotten a roast beef and bacon or the John Mallon, as it's called? Everyone either has one or two reactions. Either that's disgusting and it seems really dry and awful. Or, oh, that seems kind of interesting. I'll try it. But, of course, they never do try it. So, I mean, let me know what you think of that order just to begin with. Okay, now let me get into the love triangle that I'm in. So where I work, there were two subway establishments that were both roughly about 10 minutes away walking distance in opposite directions. So there wasn't just a subway across the street or, you know, a one-minute walk away. There's two subways, 10 minutes apart, walking distance. And so what I used to do, especially because I did go so often, was I tried to change it up each time as to which subway I would go to. So I go to the one, you know, that's east of where I work on a Monday, and then when I go back on Wednesday, I go to the one that's north of where I work, just so that, you know, they wouldn't get too used to me, (laughs) because then I become known as the guy at the crazy sub. And the one shitty thing that I've been dealing with since I've been 11 years old getting the sub is every time I order it, if they don't know my order or they've never seen me, they always laugh at me and be like, what is this crazy thing? And then people in line look at me, and it's just like... I get, you know, it's the same kind of anxiety you would get as if you were 17 trying to buy beer with a fake ID. I go into these Subway restaurants hoping that there's no one in line and hoping that the person who's making my sub, you know, isn't judging me, which rarely ever happens. So back to the two establishments and the problem I had was, so like I said, I I don't like going to the same one two days in a row because I feel weird and just like you get to know these people. The problem was the one Subway that was north of where I work was fantastic. It probably had the best service of any subway I've ever been to. And there was literally, it was a busy one because it was in a busy intersection of downtown Toronto. It was just like a factory line where they had probably five or six people, just one after the other. You know, one person gets the bread, the next person puts the meat on, the next person's got the veggies, the other person's taking it out of the oven, then you got like two cashiers. So every time I would go there, there'd be the longest line ever, but you'd be at be out in a snap because it was going so fast and they were really good. I feel like the people who worked there were probably all, you know, like med students or law students and this is what they were doing to pay, you know, the bills to get through university. So I just felt like they were really on point and really cool. The other thing was I ended up becoming pretty good friends with the guy who worked the cash because, you know, there's always that awkward moment because I usually always pay with debit. So there's that part where I asked to pay with debit and then I punch in my number and then there's about 10 seconds when it's trying to transfer or process whatever and you're just kind of staring at the guy and he stares at you and you just either you look up at the sky or you pretend to fiddle with your phone or whatever it is. But the guy just, since I've been going there so often, he knew that I always wanted the combo of you know two chocolate chunk cookies with either a bottle of Coke or an orange juice. He just knew my order. So... But we got to the point where we just became friends and I would walk in the store and he would just smile as soon as he see me. 
and he would just smile as soon as he saw me, and then I would kind of smile, and almost, you know, the, hey, yeah, how you doing, sport kind of thing, you know, it was almost, we were building up to a bromance, and he was just really good and really cool, like I said, everyone there was awesome, and he was just always, you know, we made each other's day, as corny as that sounds, and that is really corny, I don't know if he actually made my day, and I highly doubt I made his day, but we always just smiled when we saw each other. So let me stop it there. Now let me tell you about the subway establishment east of where I work. So this place, technically I think it was a little bit closer than the place north, probably by a couple minutes. The problem with this place was it was a revolving door of new employees. So every other week there were new people who seemed to be getting trained. And it was just the slowest fucking subway you could go to. Here's the problem. They also had the nicest employee ever who worked there. So there was this one lady who admits, you know, amongst all the people who were coming in and out and leaving and starting work there, she always seemed to be training them. And so if the first place had about five or six people in line, this subway had either two or three people. And there were some days where there was only two people. And, and you know, if there's only two people there, that means one's cutting up the subs as the others paying cash and it was just the slowest place ever but they were the one lady was always super nice to be there and she just you know she always knew my order too and I always I started to feel bad where if I didn't go there more than once or twice a week because I felt like she would get nervous and be like where is this guy I hope he's okay so there were those two places and I started going to them about as long as I've been working you know at my work which has been for four or five years now. Here's the problem. I think I've been going to Subway so much that about five months ago, they opened up a Subway right across the street from where I work. Literally, it's 10 seconds away from me. Now, you must be saying, oh, John, this must be the happiest day of your life. You know, you finally get to go to the Subway that is right across the street. You don't have to walk 10 minutes. Here's the problem is I like walking, and sometimes it's nice to get out of the office for, you know, a few minutes. Here's the thing, though, is I can't justify walking 10 minutes to these other subways whilst there's a subway across the street, you know. I feel like I would get ridiculed by people I work with being like, what are you doing? There's a subway across the street. You're crazy, man. But, you know, so here's the thing. So I remember there was a big grand opening for the subway across the street. I went there and it was just full of, you know, people I worked with and construction workers and sea people and people from Porter and people, you know, apartment buildings. And it also turned into the slowest place in the world. And I felt like there's just no personality there. No one was smiling at me when I walked in. They were just kind of, you know, hey, how you doing? What do you want? You want roast beef and bacon? You know, man, you're, you're fucking crazy. So I got to the point now where the triangle was, do I bypass this place across the street altogether and walk, you know, uh, a bunch of miles to get to the other places. Well, the new subway opened up across the street was technically north, and so I had to I had to be rational about this and be like, John, you have to cut at least one of these subway places out. You can't keep going all three subways. You got to pick one and deal with it like a man. And I remember the saddest thing was I decided to cut out the subway that was north of where I work with the factory line of six people with a really nice guy who just always smiled and you know we was always we would always chit chat and everything and I stopped going and I haven't been there in about five or six months 
and I feel really bad because I figure they either think, it, you know, I feel like they think I ended the relationship, which is what it felt like. It felt like a relationship of someone you saw every couple times a week, and I feel bad. And now the problem is I haven't been there in five months, and I can't go back because it's been so long. You know, it's like when you bump into an ex who you haven't seen in a couple years. It's just like, holy fuck, this is awkward. And it just got to that place where it became awkward. So now I only go to the one across the street or the one that's east of me with the nice lady who always smiles. So, I mean, I technically I'm still pleasing them, but I just always feel bad about the place north. And every once in a while when I'm going to Tim Hortons and it's up close to that far, further subway, I kind of poke my head in through the window. I'll see the nice guy there. And I just kind of, you know, I think it's for the best just not to go in and rekindle that thing. I feel like he's gotten over me. I've gotten over them. It is what it is. But I'm happy to report the place across the street is starting to get really good. And there's a cool guy there who now smiles when I come in. And he has glasses and a tattoo. And I think he's really awesome. And I'm going to keep going there. Even though sometimes they charge me extra for bacon. But that's okay because I love Subway. Okay, so our guest of the week still isn't here yet, um, but I have another topic I want to get into, and don't turn it off when I tell you this, but I want to talk about The Bachelor for a second. I know, I'm the last guy you would think who would ever watch The Bachelor, but the thing is, I'm a promo producer, and one of the shows I always uh, have to edit each week is The Bachelor. So I kind of got invested in it, especially when I found out that there was a one-armed lady who was doing the show, and... I just want to, I don't know when you guys are going to listen to this. You could be listening as soon as I put it out. It could be a couple months or a couple years from now. But the finale just happened, and I just wanted to... Oh, I hear somebody. Oh, boy, here we go. Okay, guys, hold on one second. Yo, 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 what it do, y'all? There you are. Fuck, man, you're late. We started like half an hour ago, and you are supposed to be here an hour ago. Oh man, you know there ain't no party like a child boy party because a child boy party don't stop. Uh, sure. Well, just grab a mic, come on. Grab a mic and let's start this thing. Yo, you got any drinks I can sip on? I want some of that killer blue. I think we got some in the back. Let me, uh, yeah, yeah, just go in the fridge, grab some, and then put your mics on and let's get started for this, okay? Yeah, we got one of business. Okay, guys, he finally made it in to the podcast and like I said I'm very very excited to introduce my guest for this week at live at 605 and it is our voiceover artist Chaboy. What's going on y'all it's Chaboy back up in it. Now Chaboy <laughs> I feel like people are I don't even know where to start with you there's so many questions. We'll start from the top man what do you want to know? Well okay first of all who are you? That's what everybody wants to know. They keep asking me, who's your voiceover artist? He sounds so funny and so cool. Check, check, check. Tesco one's two. Tesco's one, two. Mic's good. My levels, levels. Can you hear me? Good, good, good. Ah, shit. What up, y'all? It's your boy. And first of all, let me just give a shout out to everybody down there at Strange Music Tech 9, Big Chris Calhoun Mayday. Y'all know I'm sitting on that Caribou Lou right now. Caribou Lou? What? What's that? Oh man, you claim to like Tech Nine. You know Caribou lose his rum drink he makes. It's all rum mixed in with some Malibu and pineapple juice. Caribou Lou. 
It's what gives me the stickiest of Vicky if I ain't smoking that sticky wicky. Well, there's no smoking here. If you want to do it, do it on the balcony, you know. Ah, shit. Okay, well, let's get back before we get off track too much. And, well, can you give us an example? Let me play a couple of the voiceovers. Let me just play a couple stings to let everyone get familiar with what you've done on this show, and then we'll talk about what you've done professionally, because it's pretty cool. Hit that funky music, white boy. Oh, who would you rather? Can I get an ad-lib? Yeah, so like I said, you are the one that does all the things, all the voiceovers for all the games and, you know, inter- interludes and everything throughout the show. Oh, man, it's a pleasure to do it. You know, I've been around the world and I, yeah, yeah, seen so many faces. Okay, yeah. Um, well, give us a brief history of who you are. Just give us your bio and let people know because they keep asking. Oh, man, you know, I'm from Inglewood, Ontario, born and raised. Inglewood up to no good. 622, what it do? And, you know, man, i just been hustling, grinding, you know, hitting these streets for a long time, man. Just playing whatever the Pied Piper gives me, you know. <laughs> it's your boy. So you're from Inglewood, Ontario? I thought there was only, you know, Inglewood, the bad hood in, I don't know, L.A. or whatever. Aw, shit, Playboy, you ain't seen nothing like you've seen Inglewood, Ontario. Aw, man, where do you think they got that Inglewood up to no good? Man, I seen Dr. Dre back in the early 90s, man. I told him Inglewood up to no good when we were doing that Inglewood convention up in Inglewood, Pennsylvania. So there's multiple Inglewoods? Shit. Well, I, I never knew. I guess I'm just living in a tiny bubble. Aw, oh, man, it's all good. You know, it's your boy. Okay. <laughs> well, you were late today. What were, what were you doing? Because, I mean, you're always on a crazy schedule. Oh, man, I was in the studio recording. Recording what? Like some new voiceover stuff? Oh, man, no. I was recording with Dipset. Dipset? Dipset, as in, like, Cameron. Man, Cameron, Joel Santana, Freaky Deaky, Jim Jones. Oh, you know the whole crew up to no good. We back at it. Dipset? Yeah, okay, well, let's... That's pretty important because I guess for anyone in the, you know... Big into the hip hop world, the Dipset guys announced. I don't know if it was early last year, or whenever, that they're finally getting back together because there's all these fights with Cameron and Joel Santana and all this. Oh man, I ain't nothing but love, but for the Dipset, you know, I've been down with them for a while. Yeah, I don't think people know, but you don't just do voiceovers. You're actually in a lot of songs, right? I mean, you've done a lot of work with some different artists. Shit, Playboy, I've been. All over this fine place. I've done everything from working with Dipset, down to Snoop Dogg, to Ludacris. Oh, shit. Everywhere in between. Okay, well, there's a few songs here that I want to just talk about. Maybe you can give me the process and let me know how you kind of got involved because it's pretty wild. Like we said, let's start with the Dipset guys. And one of the first ones I want to talk about that I see on my list here of your credits is... You worked with Cameron on a song called Soap Opera? Oh, man, Playboy Cameron. Yeah, that's Soap Opera shit. That was mad crazy shit, man. That was for his Purple Haze album. Oh, man, he was rocking all pink back then, you know. All pink hoodie, all pink car. Oh, damn, Playboy, he was crazy. Man, you know, I've been going back way back with Cameron. I used to go visit him up in New York, man. You know, shit. Me and Jewels, we had the same daycare center, man. Anyways, he just loves my voice. He loves my styles, my steez. He's like, oh man, I got this soap opera problem I'm trying to produce. 
I need you to come in here and drop some knowledge. I say, brother, whatever you need, I'm always there for you. And I just lay it out one take. So great. Ain't fake. Where's that shake and bake? Wow, one take is all it took. Shit. Well, okay, well, let, let's let's play some of that song. And like you said, it's called Soap Opera by Cameron from his Purple Haze album. Let's give it a listen and let's see what Chaboy has done with the world. Get marriage for the six carriage. Rather die that nigga than a live average. Yeah, that was an interesting song. I mean, I always liked those. I always thought they they were samples, sped up samples. I never realized that you were one of the guys who did a, a voice for it. Man, it's just studio magic. I can't give away all my tricks, but I'm going to help. Can you talk about one of the first songs you did? And it was actually, I think people would be surprised, with, was with the Bloodhound Gang. Ooh, those white crackers are crazy, man. Yeah, uh, back in the day, I worked on that song, Mope. You know, when those funky boys are fucking animals in, in music videos, they're doing that old monkey scene. Yeah, man, I jumped on that train real fast because they were getting paid. So uh, I was one of the first ones to help them out. They were doing this song called Mope. It was a pretty big song, you know. There's a part where it breaks down and talk to Pac-Man. Gee, well, you know I know how to do a great Pac-Man voice. So I just jumped on that track, laid out one take so great. Yeah, that was a song I remember when I was growing up. I guess I was like... 14 years old or something like that and the bad touch is the one their first big song i guess one of their only big songs that was liked but i yeah i liked that song mope too because it featured like frankie goes to hollywood and it had a really weird what i thought was just a pac-man sample or whatever shit man like i said studio magic that was me okay well let's get people familiar if they never heard the song let's hear mope by the bloodhound gang featuring chub boy Here comes Pac-Man. Hey, Pac-Man. What's up? Hey, you bitches. I'm high on crack. Want a free base? No, Pac-Man. Drugs are bad. Nope. Can't help you, man. Pussies. Whoa. Holy shit. <laughs> that, um... Still holds up today, you know, even in 2013. That's pretty funny. Oh, man, I ain't do nothing half-ass. You know that. It's your boy. Okay, now one person I see here who you have worked with a lot is one of the biggest rappers in the game, and that's Ludacris. Oh, Mr. Lover Lover. Yeah, it's Luda. You know, we go way back, man. I remember Luda when he was just doing the radio show back before he was a rapper, when he was trying to get on the mic, you know. I came into a little bit of money. I used to spend my summers in Atlanta, Georgia. ATL Dirty South, what to do? 
And man, I used to go see loot all the time, you know, when you hit up the strip clubs, the silver dollar, the filthy penny. And I just told him, man, you know, you got some raw talent, let me pay for some studio time, you make it big, put me on some of your songs, it'll be all good, brother. So you actually helped funded Ludacris? Yeah, ain't nothing to it but to do it. Okay, well, let's, there was a bunch of songs you did, and it, from what I see, it looks like you did my favorite Ludacris song, which is called Saturday. Oh, shit, Saturday, ooh, ooh, yeah, man, that's one of his biggest hits to this day. Let's play this song, and <laughs> let's give the song a listen, and then maybe we can talk about it in a second. So this is Ludacris, Saturday, ooh, ooh. See you later, we'll be in them streets. I got a big weed stash, pocket full of cash. Just seen a big old ass. Okay, so how did you even get your start in music? Like, you've met and hung out and collaborated with all these really cool and eccentric artists. Can you tell us how this all happened? Sure, sure, sure. You know, it was always a dream as a little kid just to kind of make it up in Hollywood. So, you know, obviously I got the face and the body for it, but I was always going off my strengths with my voice. You know, people always say I got one of them voices, you know. Almost like a Christopher Walken, like a Barack Obama, like a Yokozuna, man. Shit, you know it's your boy when I'm stepping in this building, bitch. Okay, well, I want to get a little bit deeper into things. I mean, I know it's not all good with you in the hood. And one of your other loves, I know... Well, first of all, what, what music do you like listening to? I mean, I know you're doing all this rap stuff, but do you actually like rap music, or is that just kind of, you know, part of the gig that you do? Oh man, you know, there's two types of love for your boy. One of them's that hardcore, smooth, gangster lean rap music. Anywhere from the dirty South ATL, your West Coast rhymes, to the East Coast. I keep it live and real, it's your boy. Oh man, you know what else I love? I love that Scandinavian death metal. Ooh man, them crazy white boys with their high voices, they shit crazy. Scandinavian death metal and rap music. I don't, you know, it sounds like that goes together like bread and rocks. Like, I don't think too many people would like those two combos. Well, okay, you've talked about all these rappers you like. What Scandinavian death metal do you like? Oh, man, if I gotta give a shout-out, let me give a shout-out to the Skull Fox. They come from St. Louis, Missouri. Okay, I just want to get this straight. So you, your favorite Scandinavian death metal is a group called the Skull Fucks, and they're from St. Louis, Missouri? Yeah, man. Well then, there you go. Um, okay, well, we'll back into the work, and another artist who you got really close to is the late, great DJ Screw. Uh, rest in peace, homie. Pull one out for him. You were one of the first people to be down with that Screw music, Screw and Chop. Can you explain to people, because I don't think everybody necessarily knows what Screwed and Chop music is. Oh, shit, man. Much blah, much blah. I love to. Yeah, screw music came out at Dirty South Houston, Atlanta area. And shit, man, it was just me and DJ Screw. You know, you smoke a fat blunt, sip on some scissors, you just want to slow the fuck out, man. And that's when we were taking our favorite songs, you know, anything by that Paul Wall, that Mike Jones, that Slim Thugger, UGK for Life. 
we just fucking took that shit, remixed it, slowed and chopped it up. So man, we were taking the vocals and slowing them down about 400 beats per second slower. Mixed in with a little bit chopping it up. So you know, when it, the song goes left, we take it right. When it goes south, we go north. And so on and so on. Another big song you did that incorporated that screw music that I think everybody, if they don't know the song, they'll definitely know the artist. It was Drake. And you really kind of helped him on his So Far Gone mixtape, which was his big breakthrough that helped him get signed to Lil Wayne's record label. And you jumped on the song November 18th, right? Oh, man, yeah. I got to put it down, fat man. Sorry from the bottom, now we here. Sorry from the bottom, now my whole fucking team here, Drizzy. What up, Drizzy? It's your boy. Oh, man, I, I met him down in Atlanta, too. He came down when he was working on that So Far Gone mixtape, and, you know... He bad it, bad it. He's all about that southern hospitality. Shit, man, you want to do DJ Screw Jesse, you let me hop on that beat. You know, I'll get on there with Boy Wonder, I'll get on there with 40. Let's screw it up, chop it up. And I'd be honored to put my vocals on it. Yeah, this was, for me, one of the first Drake songs I ever heard. You know, he's he really got big with that Best I Ever Had song. I never really liked that too much. But it was that November 18th song and the beat and the way it just came in. You know, because I actually do myself like screw and chop music as well. I like stuff from the South, and I like the way Drake's voice comes in over the beat and it slowed down, and I didn't know that Chaboy was actually the one featured on it, so let's give that a listen too, guys. This is Drake, Chaboy, November 18th, from that So Far Gone album. I ain't never read it, cause pussy's only pussy, and I get it when I need it, and I'm telling you I'm this winter down in the winter, and I be riding rims with my ties in it thinner. Airports done, flying charters overseas, full of Dom Perignon in the water for the D's. Don't know why it happens every time we're alone, but here we are again, and I swear I'm in my zone. So I'ma sip this drink until that motherfucker gone, and you gon' get undressed, and we gon' get it on. I don't give the time you Wow, that, that's really cool how you're able to change your voice, you know, from such a high pitch to such a low thing. You know, I think most people thought you were just a one-trick pony. Ah, shit, man. I just watched one too many tricks for y'all to keep up with. Can you do us some of that screw and chop voice that you do so well? Can you say something to listeners? Ah, shit, yeah, man. I'd love to. Just give me a sec. <clears throat> Yo, what it do? It's your boy, and you're listening to the world-famous international podcaster himself, John fucking Mallon, and this is live at 6.05. Fuck y'all. Alright, well, let me ask you. You seem to be, you know, up on everything. Uh, what do you think of this new generation of rap music? Like, what do you think of um, the Odd Future Gang? What do you think of the ASAP Mob? You know... Just give us some, you know, what do you think of them? Shit, man, I got Odd Future Wolfgang killed them all day, every day, man. That's my hood, 100. Well, okay, that's cool. Um, and what are your thoughts on ASAP Mob, you know? Do you like ASAP Rocky? Yeah, them, them boys is crazy, you know. They got that peso. Every day I got a peso. Yo, 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 bitches think I'm hot. And I told her I agree. She don't really think I'm hot if I told her my degrees, right? Damn, man, <laughs> You seem to know all these songs. Alright, man, yo, I think you got enough out of me for one day. What do you say we break this down, y'all, and start doing some freestyle? Get the people what they paid for. Give them some of that young money, cash money, fucking money. Give it to me straight shit. So you want to 
freestyle on this thing? We don't really do that. It's not really a segment. Yeah, man, well, I'm making this a segment. You can make up a game where this game's called Freestyle on the Spot, bitch. Uh, sure. Well, if you want to, just, you know, grab the mic and do your thing, I guess. Alright, man. Give me a beat. Give me a beat. I need something to ride to. Come on, now. Yo, let me go in on a beat with some sirens, yo. I'm gonna feel real belly up in this bitch. What you got for me? Alright. Change the beat. Let me, let me get some, some West Coast gangsta-ish. Yeah, I'm about to pop off on you. Yeah. I'm about to pop off on your ass. Just give me that fucking West Coast shit. Oh, yeah. I'm about to pop off on this one. Mm. I'm gonna feel real good in that penis. I like that West Coast-ish. Alright. Ooh, I'm gonna throw some auto-tune on this beat. Now ride out. Check it. Oh, Lord. I'm rapping a song. I put it on my life. Oh. When I hit the west coast, I'm gonna get high on knowledge. These hoes can't hold me back. Got to hit this bird like he's hit Jake and broke back. Now relax, relax, and count these money stacks. It's your boy. I turn off, turn off, turn off. She packed my bags last night, pre-flight. Zero hour, 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high as a kite by then. I miss the earth so much. I miss my wife. It's lonely out in space. On such a timeless flight. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time The touchdown brings me round again to find I'm not a man, I think I am at home Oh no, no, no I'm your boy I'm your boy Burning up the fuse up here alone Yeah, that, 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 that's all you're gonna get from me tonight, guys I'm out of here, I gotta say peace, I gotta get going I got a hot day, I got a place to be. I'll catch you on the flip side. Well, okay, I guess you gotta get going. I really appreciate your boy stopping by Club 605 Studios this week. I know you got a busy schedule, and before you go, since you've, since you're such a special guest, I want to ask you, your boy, who would you like to hear this week on the band of the week? You know, uh, if you've heard the podcast, as I sure, as I'm sure you have, you know the band of the week is always kind of a band that most people probably haven't heard of or wouldn't know. We're trying to introduce people to new music and stuff that they might like and download and, and hopefully support. So do you have someone, either a group or an artist or someone you'd like to uh, feature as the band of the week this week? Ah, uh, shit, homie. You know it's hard to choose from so many obscure references. But since it's your boy, I'm going to lay it down just right for y'all. Yeah, man, there's this little group out of Seattle. Yeah, man, there's this little group out of Cleveland that I don't think y'all know about. I just want to give a shout-out to Bone Thugs and Harmony. Can y'all play me some of that Bone Thugs and Harmony tonight? Oh shit, that'd be real tight. Alright man, I gotta get going, but before I go, can I just give some shoutouts to my homies? Yeah, sure. I mean, if there's any homies listening, just kind of uh, go for it. We don't really do shoutouts too much on here, but we don't really do too many uh, things as we've done today with you, so go for it. Alright man, I gotta give a big shout out to all my homies. I wanna give a shout out to Bone Thugs and Harmony. Give a shout out to Wishbone, my homie Flesh and Bone, my homie Crazy Bone, my homie Funny Bone. My homie Loose Bone, my homie Neck Bone, my homie Fresh Bone. 
and one. Yeah, yep. Shout out to my homie Mops, my homie B, my homie Chuck, my homie Chuck and Buck, my homie Stay Connect, my homie Tower, my homie DJ Easy Day, you know what I'm saying? My homie Dizzyman, my homie Enron, my homie Chuck, my homie Digital Frog, my homie Nan, my homie Pops now, my homie My homie G Styles, my homie Rupert, my homie Luda, my homie Lou, my homie Dom, my homie Dog Lou, my homie Fredericton, my homie Big Chuck, my homie, my homie Ben Elliott, my homie Sebastian, my homie Homie. And of course, all the listeners out there at Club 605, I'm out. And Chaboy has left the building, everybody. Uh, let's give a round of applause for Chaboy. And as quickly as he came, he was gone. And ladies and gentlemen, that was Chaboy, the voiceover artist for Live at 605. And I hope you guys enjoyed your inside look at what goes on and who I brought in to work with me and I know this guy's a little erratic a little bit crazy but he's the best in the biz when it comes to VO work promise you that I promise you that so if you want to hit me up at Live at 605 if you want to use Chaboy for any voiceover work for any of your upcoming projects whether it's you know an ebook or for a movie trailer or for a promo whatever it is clearly if you need someone just to wrap some auto tune he can do that for you and that is almost going to do it for this week of live at 605 as promised i have a was it worth the hassle to get into so since chaboy's gone and i'm all by myself at club 605 i'm going to leave this i'm going to leave this one for me and my listeners so let's get ready and play was it worth the hassle okay so i kind of teased at the start of the show when i I told you guys a few podcasts ago about a time when I was in a school play for grade 8 called Hurricane Smith, and I had this part, and it's like I had one solo to sing, which was about four lines, and my teacher uh, who was doing the play took it away from me and told me to sleep on the ground and pretend, you know, like I didn't have to sing because I had an awful voice, apparently, according to her. Like I said, it's crushed my dreams, and now the only singing I do is in karaoke bars, and that's after a few drinks because, you know, I have no confidence when it comes to singing. But for that play, I wasn't just given a part. We all had to try out for stuff. And I remember we had to, I think, either read a passage or come up with a sketch or just do something to record. But we also had to sing a song. And I remember at the time, I think I probably knew at age 14 or whatever, I wasn't a very good singer. And I'm like, I wanted to get a good part. And it's not going to happen if I try to sing because I can't sing very well. So what I got to try and do is do something a little crazy and try and do a song that maybe will just bring out some humor and we'll just show the teacher that, you know, that I'll, I'll do anything to get in this play. I just want to be on stage or whatever. <laughs> and at the time when I was in grade 8, this was, I guess, 98, 98 or 99, and the big, big show at the time was South Park. I think South Park had only been on for a few years at this time, and this is, you know, it's still going now, which is crazy to think that it's, 2013 and back in the 90s South Park was still on holy shit but I was getting ready to think of a song and I I had um, the South Park soundtrack which was called Chef Aid I believe and it was just a compilation disc of different songs like I think Elton John was on there Primus uh, there was a song called I'm So Horny or something like that it was really crazy but I really liked the album at the time because it was perfect for a 13 or 14 year old kid you know growing up listening to dick jokes or whatever it was but there was a song on there by Chef, and it was called Chocolate Salty Balls. And I'm sure if you guys are familiar with South Park, you're familiar with this song. <laughs> and I used to listen to this song day in and day out 
all night long, just on my way to school, when I was sleeping, just whatever it was. And I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, I have to sing a song uh, to try out for this play of Hurricane Smith. I'm not going to sing an Elton John song. I'm not going to sing uh, a Pat Benatar song. I'm not going to sing Van Halen because I can't sing anything. What I'm going to do is I'm going to sing Chocolate Salty Balls by Chef. <laughs> And I'm just going to try and show my teacher and be like, you know what, I'm up for anything, even if I can't sing, whatever. And I just remember, you know, preparing and listening to it and singing in the shower and singing in the mirror all by myself. And it's one thing when, you know, you're by yourself in your room singing a song called Chocolate Salty Balls about basically it's a euphemism for someone licking your balls and not, you know, for food like it's being sung about. And like I said, I was 13 or 14 years old at the time. And it was a great idea in my head. I remember the day of the audition, I walk in and I'm all confident. I, you know, I had the song down pat. I knew what I was going to do. And then when it came time for me to go up, and it wasn't just like me and the teacher alone. It was anyone who tried out for the play was there in the room. So you had to sing in front of everybody. And then it hit me. Oh my God, I'm about to sing in front of a bunch of people about chocolate salted balls. And I froze. And my question to everybody listening is, was it worth the hassle to actually sing this song at age 13 or 14 about chocolate salted balls? I'll let you think about that for a second and, and think in your head, what would you do if you were me? Would you actually sing the song or would you just, you know, back out, run away and go to the washroom, never come out? Or would you sing a song like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star or whatever it is? Well, what I did was I was freaked the fuck out because I'm like, oh my God, this is just like the worst idea ever. I thought it was a good idea. I thought it was a good idea at the time, but it clearly wasn't. And then I think I just kind of closed my eyes and counted to three, and then I just started to belt out the song. Ooh, suck on my chocolate salted balls. Put them in your mouth and suck them. And that was the song, and I think I sang about 30 seconds of it, and now that I just sang it out loud, I'm like mortified to think that I did this in a room full of people, including a teacher who I think was like 40 or 50 years old at the time. And I don't think she liked it. I don't know if anyone else liked it. I don't even think I liked it. But I think my teacher liked the confidence. And I must have... I know I definitely made everyone laugh. And I think she's just like, oh, he's got some charisma. And okay, whatever. And it worked out, I guess, because I did get one of the you know, lead roles of the play in grade 8 called Hurricane Smith. And I've never really acted since then. <laughs> I've never really sang since then either, but that was me in grade eight singing chocolate salted balls, and that was Was It Worth the Hassle? Okay, guys, that's going to do it for another week of Live at 605, and I want to once again thank Chaboy for coming down here. I know how busy he is. He's always hanging out with, you know, Rick Ross or Drake or whoever it is this week. And as always, if you made it this far into the podcast, I'd like to reward everybody with my band of the week and usually I try to pick a band that you probably haven't heard of but since I had a special guest aka Chaboy I told him he could pick this week's band of the week and he ended up going with Bone Thugs and Harmony who I'm pretty sure everybody knows who that is and everybody's heard Crossroads but what I'm going to do is you know what I actually like Bone Thugs and Harmony a lot and I'm going to try and pick a song well there's a lot of songs I like um, yeah, so I actually 
really like Bone Thugs and Harmony. I think they're kind of underrated because I think people, like I was saying earlier, might just know them for Crossroads. I actually have a couple of their albums that I bought when I was younger. And anyways, let me do this thing. This is for Chaboy. So Bone Thugs and Harmony is a Grammy award-winning rap hip-hop group from Cleveland, Ohio that consists of rappers Lazy Bone, Flesh and Bone, Busy Bone, Crazy Bone, and Wishbone. And they were actually found by Eazy E. He's the one that discovered them and got them signed, I think, to Ruthless Records it was. Um, but, you know, they kind of come and go, and they've had some big songs and not so big songs, and they go away, and people get arrested, and so and so, whatever. But some of the songs I really like are First of the Month. They have a song called Home with Phil Collins. There's a song called Thug Love with Tupac. And another song called Bone, Bone, Bone which I really like, and I love the Bone, Bone, Bone song because basically the whole song, it's like two-minute song, and all they say is Bone, Bone, Bone. So it's kind of funny. But my song of the week by the band of the week is Ecstasy by Bone Thugs and Harmony. And I just think this is a cool song that kind of defines who Bone Thugs and Harmony are because they always rapped about drugs, and they always had, you know, kind of like a sing-songy, cool melody that they just sang to and rapped to. And this is probably my all-time favorite song, and you guys have probably heard this song. If not this song, you've heard of Bone Thugs, and you've heard some of their songs. So let me dedicate this to Chaboy, to Ecstasy by Bone Thugs and Harmony. And there goes another episode of Live at 605. Thank you to everyone who's been listening, subscribing, and downloading on iTunes. Appreciate all the comments, questions, and everything you guys have done to support me. As always, hit me up on Twitter. You can follow me at Malencamp. M-A-L-L-O-N-C-A-M-P Like me on Facebook Just search live at 605 Send me your emails at Live at 605 at gmail.com And head to the WordPress It's live at 605.wordpress.com We only got a couple episodes left Because we're going to go into uh, A bit of a hiatus for a bit We're going to be doing 12 episodes The 12th one's going to be the season finale And then we'll take a bit of a break Maybe just a month or something And come back a bunch more episodes so we still got a few more before we take a break so i want to thank everyone again i've been your podcaster john be easy